Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Last Olympian. Chapter 23. We say goodbye. Sort of. Camp went late that summer. It lasted two more weeks, right up to the start of a new school. I'm Ava. I'm Eve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Y'all, like, saying, like, reading the the last chapter number, that was was a lot. That was emotional. We've really made through all five original books. The three of us committed to something for so (laughs) long. (laughs) It's kind of impressive. I'm I'm proud of us. Uh, and my reign of terror over this book is almost over. So get excited. <laughs> and we're about to enter a book that no one feels that way about. Maybe we'll like reignite a love for it, like rereading it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I love Piper. We'll get into things. I like Piper. We'll get into this stuff at the end of the episode. Because honestly... This week, we're probably going to to breeze through the chapter really fast and then take a step back and look at everything uh, because this week, uh, our chapter is about three pages long. We're mm-hmm. discussing chapter 23, We Say Goodbye, sort of, through the theme of endings, sort of. Please. Please. Oh, my God. Neve and Ava, how are we doing? Can I say I'm actually doing so well? I know I said that last week, but like... You can be doing well. You're allowed to. (laughs) I know. I just really love my job so, so, so much. And it was the first time... So I work at like a performing arts intensive. And I used to do this intensive. And it is just... It's truly like such a happy place. And like session two started today so there were auditions for new shows and I'm um choreographing the junior show which just makes me walk on freaking sunshine because that's such a dream job for me um and I'm doing it with one of my like close friends and it's just really great and like I don't know I, I I've just had such a crazy past two weeks and I'm gonna have another crazy two weeks and it's just really great and and um Hearing the like the Percy say like, well, those are the best two weeks at camp, and I'm like, oh my god, I work at, I, I work there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty all over the place, but I'm I'm doing well. Neve? I'm also doing good. I mean, how was your vacation? My internship is almost over, which is crazy. Speaking of endings, um. I finish it up next week. Nice. <laughs> so that's going to be crazy. Um, I've been working on this project for the past five weeks of my life. So very crazy that it's going to be over now. But um, yeah, at must go on pod on Instagram. Go follow it. Very fun. Talk about virtual theater with me. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, we can share a link on the, the Instagram if you would like. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to it. It should be fun. It's about virtual theater. So if you're not interested in that, you won't be interested. In it, but I think it's good. Um, yeah. And I'll have to go back to my hometown because I'm currently at college, like living on in the dorms for my internship. And then I'll go back home for a month and then I'll be back here again. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Nice. How are you, Brayden? I mean, I saw you yesterday, but how are yeah, you? Yeah, uh, I'm all right. I went and visited Neve yesterday. That was fun. Um, I'm feeling a little under under the weather today. I don't know if it's allergies or like something. I don't know. It's definitely not COVID. I know that. Woo! So. You do know that. But um, 
other than that, doing all right, just working a lot, visiting friends in four states over when I can. <laughs> um, I did. I did the third book in my favorite book series dropped this week, so I've been reading that. Yeah, that's how is been that? fun. Um, it's so good. It's uh, anywhere the wind blows. It's the final book in the Simon Snow trilogy um, by Rainbow Rowell, who is an author that eh, we don't support any authors on this podcast. Honestly, <laughs> there's they're all pro- they're all problematic in the end. Um, but I like the <laughs> but I like the book series. Rick Ryden, if you're listening, you are the only exception. Um, yeah. <laughs> We support you. I mean, but I really like the books and I'm emotionally invested in in them. So, oh no, Ava, unprofessional. (laughs) I really like how you just called that unprofessional while I'm fully eating food on this, (laughs) like eating mid convo. It's quiet. Can't hear. Sorry, like you're eating a bag of chips. I fully just got a call. I know, we were just making fun of you. Oh, <laughs> I'm eating cheesy rice for anyone who wants to know. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, it sounds great. It is. All right. Ava, are you prepared to summarize the final <laughs> chapter? We'll see. I mean, honestly, you could probably read it <laughs> and, <I know. laughs> and finish it in 30 seconds. I know. All right. The final summary of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Go. Okay. So this is basically just a chapter where Percy goes and says goodbye to a lot of people. So um, at the the one that hit me the hardest was Grover. Um, he says goodbye to Grover. At one point, he holds Annabeth's hand. It's very sweet. And he kind of talks about how, you know, goodbye is sometimes a goodbye, but it's also kind of like a see you later and how, like, change is sometimes okay. And, like, that's a big theme. Um and he kind of, he goes home and that's kind of it. It's just like a sweet farewell to camp and being like, wow, hard things have happened, but we're good. And we live through it. That was like perfect timing. And I think that was a beautiful summary. Thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did well. <laughs> and I can't think of anything you left out, honestly. Yeah. Not much happens. Definitely not. No, sure, you're not good. much happens. But that's perfect for me because I'm not good at this. <laughs> yeah. Neve, what is the final song you've chosen for us? Neve was supposed to choose last week. We mm. were here last week. Ava and I chose instead. And therefore, by rules, uh, Neve mm-hmm. gets the final song. Okay. Last dance. <laughs> so... As I sent in our group chat about 20 minutes ago, I really feel I have found the perfect song for this. I mean, I'm probably biased considering I love this book so much and any song I picked, I would probably think is the perfect one, but I really think I can make a case for this one. So this song that I have chosen for our final Percy Jackson and the Olympians song choice is I'm Ready to Move On slash Mickey Mantle Reprise off Bleacher's Gone Now. I think this is the perfect song because it is a, a reprise. <laughs> yes. so it, and it's not just a reprise of one song. It's like, it's got themes from every single song in the entire album on it. So I was like, oh, good conclusion. Also, there's literally the term, I'm ready to move on in the title. <laughs> so that helps a lot too. Um, I listen to that song a lot when I'm getting existential about endings. So I was like, what's the, a good song for ending? I'm ready to move on, Mickey Mental Reprise. It's also just like literally beautiful. Um, I have some lyrics in it that I think make it even just, um, you'll understand why it fits so well. So the first verse is, I got one light and dim for another. Why wait a minute to tell her I love her? I'm waiting on the side of the road tonight. The stars are out, but she's burning brighter. Police person. <laughs> um, and then a little part of a, of a verse that I feel like kind of foreshadows a bit to the lost hero. I want to get free from your world, from your bad dream. I want to stay lost, but there's still so much I'd like to say. I mean, no spoilers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all know what's going to happen in the lost hero. Um, and then 
the like end of the song is just like a bunch of overlapping themes from the rest of the album of gone now if you don't listen to bleachers listen to bleachers it is so good i love bleachers so much i follow a bleachers lyric bot on twitter <laughs> i <laughs> very commonly liking that liking those because they're so good so there's the theme from good morning and goodbye which are two songs from earlier in the album um, goodbye to the friends I had, goodbye to my upstairs neighbor, goodbye to the kids downstairs and everyone who lent me a favor, which is what Percy was doing this whole chapter. And then there's the lyrics, I feel like I'm building something here, like a family, like a normal family. I'm trying to get myself back home. I've got to get myself back home soon. That's actually perfect. Thank you. I so love it. my final pick, my PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> my dead talk on why that is a perfect sum up of this book and book series i love it i love it it's great and the album art is black and white which is what Uh, we've mostly selected not not all of them but mostly it's in black white and red um so you've kept it consistent i love it thank you so what did we forget about the end of this book nothing (laughs) I know I've been saying that this entire book, but, like, I know all. I know. It's not really, not really much happens. It just says they all have a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I forgot the specifics of, like, who he talks to, but that's not really, like, I feel like we always forget specifics, you know? Mm-hmm. There wasn't too many specifics to forget in this chapter no should we then move on to our theme sure sure our theme is endings sort of so how do we feel about these sort of endings because it's not an end because there's a whole another two more book series that come after Mm -hmm. but we get endings to their stories and arcs from this book and this series. So how how do we feel about the endings we get? Good. <laughs> All right. Good. What are Percy's ass moments? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a lot of feelings. I mean, we get like... Rick really chooses one of the easiest ways to continue, which is a new great prophecy. <laughs> so, like, we have that hanging over all of these goodbyes. Like, I think it's part of, let me, yeah, it's literally part of the, the last, like, conversation. that. Yeah, the whole last page Percy. is, like, them recapping like, the prophecy. Ooh, I wonder who this new prophecy is about. And, like, that is the perfect way to segue into an entirely new series. But, you know, it's dividing, you know, there's the first great prophecy and now the next great prophecy. So it makes it very clear, like this is the end of this series and we're moving on to a new one. Cause you know, we got a new prophecy at the beginning of pretty much every book in this series, but we didn't, we had this one like looming over all five and now the next one will be looming over the next series. Yeah. It's an interesting change from this first series where we slowly learn the prophecy, but don't hear it to the last book. Mm-hmm. That this this book is when we hear two great prophecies, essentially. And it's like, weirdly, book ends the books in a middle, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Because we get the ending of this book and the beginning of the, the next, or the ending of this series and the beginning of the next series in the mm-hmm. same book. And I, I think that's beautiful. And that's that's a cool way to transition. I agree. The only ending that makes me mad is Grover. Yeah. Be- and only because we know the sort of part with Grover. And it's nothing. Rick Ryan <laughs> says, fuck you, Grover. Has this pretty little scene where, like, you're my best friend, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm never going to talk to you ever again. We get an ending for the camp overall. We get, but also I feel like it's interesting. All of these endings are specifically beginnings. I feel like the only ending that's like an official ending is like dying, you know? Otherwise, all other endings are beginnings. 
I feel like we <laughs> talked about this in our first episode, though, that all beginnings are also endings. Maybe. Like, Maybe that's definitely... I was like, that's definitely possible. I mean, I haven't listened to our first episode in a while, but... But so I think that's that's a nice callback that these are they're very specifically beginnings of new things we have the beginning of a new prophecy grover is beginning his uh tenure on the council of cloven elders the camp is beginning to build new cabins rachel is beginning to be the oracle percy and annabeth are beginning to be happy for once in their life and that gets ended (laughs) yeah and chiron's there true alive folks like the fact that there is no like great ending scene with Chiron means that you could have killed him not to go back to this not that not that I haven't harped on this for episode Brayden let it let it let let it be for a second but like if we're not going to do an emotional little scene with Chiron then his character wasn't important and so you could have killed him and then he would have been more important. Like moments. Yeah, and it all would have been more important and impactful if then he also died. Okay. If he just died at the end of this book. Like, right now. They're, they're at the top of the hill talking. They're like, holy shit, they turn around, Chiron's dead. And that would have been more impactful. Imagine the cliffhanger, though. And for once, I didn't look back. But little did I know, Chiron had just died behind us. <laughs> and if I had looked back, I could have saved him. Why was that so good? Oh my god. You're welcome. Um, I'm proud of that, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. We also get a conclusion with Poseidon, sort of. That is nice. Yeah. I hot take. That could have been that paragraph that you gave to Chiron. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, not that I actually think Chiron should have died, but like, I don't think Chiron gets a good goodbye because also Chiron plays very little into the next books as well. Mm. Um, Poseidon, we already kind of had this scene with Poseidon. I don't think we get anything new out of it. Mm. I mean, there's like a serious like cliffhanger of Poseidon being like, I'll send you all those other kids I haven't claimed. And then Percy's like, (laughs) and then he disappears into the sea. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't confirm or deny anything. And then we never meet another kid of Poseidon. And then we never meet another kid, but like that was one hell of a cliffhanger there. (laughs) I do think it's a great, like, if you don't know what comes next, it sets up the potential really well. Yeah. If only there he had decided to do anything with it. Yeah. He does say the line, I'll see you soon, Percy, and remember, no witch fish are big enough to land. Very vague advice. <laughs> maybe apply to what happens to him. It felt like he was talking about Annabeth. Yeah. But like, why? But like, what are you saying? Yeah. He already landed Annabeth. So I don't, I don't think that's what he's talking about. I just always wonder how much Rick knew of what his next book, of what the Lost Hero was going to be while he was writing this. I mean, he obviously knew an outline because he wrote the other great prophecy, but like how much else was figured out. I mean, or did he write the prophecy and then like structure the next the book series around, around it? it? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a chance that Heroes of Olympus was going to be about a big fish? I really thought you were going to say another child of Poseidon. So it was quite alarming when you then said a big fish. <laughs> Completely opposite of what I was expecting you to say. Like a manta ray? Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> a manta ray is a pretty large fish. Well, they can be. could be Ray. Ray Jackson. Oh, like, it's also a son of Poseidon, but it's the villain and it's a manta ray? Sure, yes. 
I was just trying to connect the dots of what you're laying down. I like the dots are on different planes. Like I don't, there's no connecting. So the very ending of this book. Yes. We get them going through the next prophecy and re-reciting it line by line. Annabeth is really trying to have a conversation here. Yeah. And Percy's like, yeah, that sounds bad. And I think that's beautiful. I also think that's beautiful because like this like moment is so clearly talking about how Percy is no longer scared of the outside world. Or at least as much as he used to be. Like the whole final line of, and for once I didn't look back, was like, I am excited to go into the rest of my life outside of camp. You know? So I... You know, it's Percy, so he's always a little annoying. But I understand why he was, like, dismissive. Because he's like, oh, my God, be quiet. I just want to enjoy. No, <laughs> like, I, I I actually do think it's great. Like, I think it's it fantastically sets up the next book by, like, echoing the prophecy and just, like, giving us some quality Annabeth-Percy dynamic where, yeah. where he's being a little stupid and she's overthinking something. And they kind of just have to meet that in between. And and they just have a nice little goodbye. But it's not... I like that they that he's running off after her in the end. Yes. Like, I, I, I would have liked it less if he said goodbye to Annabeth and, like, left on his own. All right. What are our sass moments? Well, like... I kind of already spoiled mine, but mine was literally just Poseidon being like, I didn't have other kids. And then he was like, no, but maybe. And then disappeared into the sea. (laughs) The line is literally, and with that, he dissolved into the sea breeze. Whoa. (laughs) So yeah, that was mine. Mine is Percy being really fucking stupid. You'll do great. Annabeth hugged her. Funny. She seemed to get along fine with Rachel these days. That was mine. (laughs) It was like the dumbest thing you could ever (laughs) say. It was so stupid. I loved it so much. Who are our offerings for this week? I'll go. Yeah, that's hard. Mine. This is hard. Because okay, we are going to do an offering for this chapter, and then we're all going to give overall final offerings for this series. Okay, so series. Yes, you do. Can we do book and series? Yes. Well, okay, we're going to do book and series because. Wait. Okay. Not to like talk through logistics right now on this live recording, but isn't that like very difficult? Yeah, so so get thinking, Neve. Oh my god. Uh, my offering is going to be for Rachel. Oh, I surprised myself with that one, but yeah, I do mean it. <laughs> um, I we we leave her off with she's going to a school that she doesn't want to because she gave up a lot of her own personal free will in every area of her life in order to do this thing, which has become the Oracle. Um, And so I don't think we think about how much Rachel has given up to do this. And I I would like to thank her for that. For this chapter, I'll give it to Grover. Damn it. Because he is so sweet and we don't see him that much after this. So... Yeah. Good. I agree. I was also gonna give mine to Grover, but now, oh, uh, I'm still gonna give it to Grover. <laughs> I was also gonna give mine to Grover, but now instead, I will also give mine to Grover. <laughs> <laughs> I have changed my mind. <laughs> All right. So, logistically, how do we want to do this? Because we have to go through this chapter, then this book, then everything. And I have a count for all of those, too. So we get to see who's won. Do we want to do all offerings first? Or 
are and then I'll vote off the island or do we want to do do you go by by chapter then book then series in each of those categories I think each of the categories I agree okay sounds good then who are we going to vote off for this chapter can you avoid me who the fuck did that I know (laughs) I know like I think it's understandable to just be like this one don't doesn't count no one does bad at this I I I don't disagree. Like I don't I don't know if I can vote anyone off for, for this chapter. It's I'm just like sure. nothing. Yeah, no one does bad. I'm gonna figure something out. Oh, <laughs> Ava said nope. I yeah, I have to. I do, Zeus, because he. I, once again these chapters were an opportunity for him to do something and he did nothing and we literally see poseidon be very good in these chapters and did zeus do what his brother did absolutely not so <laughs> that's fair and and on that note i will vote off chiron <laughs> after everything we've been through <laughs> yes after everything we've been through um the universe is cyclical. Good night. <laughs> All right. The universe is cyclical. Who do we want to give a final offering for for this entire book? I think for the book, I'm gonna give mine to Rachel. All right. Really went through a lot in this book, like so much. Just not out, like even outside these last couple chapters. I think I'm gonna give it to her, mostly because I know y'all are probably gonna cover me with the other ones who deserve offerings for this book. So that's real. That's real. I'm gonna give mine to Percy. Yeah. He did good in the end. Sorry. No, he did. (laughs) Apologizing to the universe. (laughs) You know what? Like, fine. You know, I get it. He did. He did well. Yeah. I think I will give mine. Oh God, this is difficult. It's about to get harder, so don't get hung up on this. Okay. I can't make a decision, but I think. I'll give mine to Sally because um, she wasn't, you know, the main character of the book, but we saw her a lot in these little vignettes that she had with Paul. And like, she finally found happiness and like, she truly continues to be the icon that we met in the lightning thief. And I just adore Sally Jackson. And when does she not deserve an offering? She's just so consistent. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've had problems with a lot of the characters and I have simply never had a problem with her. <laughs> Period. All right. Who are we voting off the island for the entire book? This is hard. Ooh. Oh, wait. I, I don't want to... Actually, mine's Hermes. Okay. Because like like I get it, but okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I get it. You thought you were doing the right thing, but you weren't. Uh he was like, "Well, I know he's gonna save him in the end." Um, but you could have stopped the whole thing. <laughs> Felt like a shallow excuse to me. Mm. Yeah. And then blames Annabeth for why, like, for not stopping him last minute. Like, I know he kind of tries to redeem himself um, in the last chapter, but I don't think he does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like 20% of the way there, maybe. Right? Yeah, I agree. I think mine is going to be Rachel's dad. Mm -hmm. I just despise him 
in every single way. And like, we see the effects that he has on her in the very last chapter where she is very upset that she's going to have to go to this school and, you know, like her friends feel bad for her because they know how much she is, you know, going to not even struggle, but she's just, this isn't an environment where she thinks she's going to thrive, you know? So I feel bad for her. And like, she's the last person to like deserve that. So yeah, he's just a not great guy. So mine is Prometheus. Literally, fuck that guy. He came in for three seconds to just cause problems by dropping off Pandora's box. Picked the losing team. I hate him. He was so annoying. And then we never really get, like, much catharsis with the Pandora box thing. We don't. Pandora's box. Sorry, I've been watching. Like, we do. It's this little scene. But it's less impactful than, like, they introduced Pandora's box, which is, like, a great like an iconic thing from Greek mythology and it's like a confusing metaphor <laughs> that, that... I, see, I think it's like a extremely blunt metaphor I don't think it's confusing at all it's quite literally stated like the only thing left in here is hope release hope if you think that you're gonna lose and then he gives it to Hestia being like hope belongs at the hearth like like hope, like you need to protect hope. And then Hesse is like there throughout, like she's she shows up in this last chapter at the camp, like smiling at Percy. Like I think that it's like a very clear metaphor, if anything. Um I mean, I would love for you to explain to me how that box works. <laughs> okay, that is a different in the confines of how the book has set up how this box works. Like, that hope is left in it, okay? We are completely ignoring the actual Greek mythology of the box. This book has set up that there is only hope left in the box. And if you want to give up hope, quote-unquote, you open the box. Yes. And Percy gives it to Hestia okay. because she is the last Olympian protecting the hearth, which symbolizes home. He's like, hope belongs with you. I think that's pretty clear. And then Hestia keeps showing up, which shows that there's still hope. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't make any like cool plot device, but I still hate Prometheus. What the fuck was he there for? (laughs) He really was so bad. I agree. And then we never see him again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I needed to, but like, (laughs) they could have. Like, I feel like he could have done more with with him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or not. (laughs) I don't know. All right. It is time for the final count for The Last Olympian. We will get to the final count of the entire series after we give some final offerings for the final series. But The Last Olympian final counts. Do we want to start with votes off or offerings? With votes off and on a positive. All right. I'm going to read all of these. For the final series, I'm not going to read all of them on the list because we'll be here for hours. But I will for this one. (laughs) Tied in last place, we have Brayden, Chris Rodriguez, Parents of the Centaur Owen, Apollo, Bobby Earl, Persephone, Grover, Morpheus, Ava, Rachel's... uh, Ava. Those all have one. With two... Uh, When I didn't get... Wait, am I gonna have two? I'm gonna kill myself five two now. No, you you haven't been voted off for this book. <laughs> uh, with two, we have Rachel's dad, Kelly, who wasn't in this book. I would like to know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Kronos, Linnaeus, Hades, Michael Yu, which in bad taste now that he's dead, Percy, Ethan Akamura, and those all have two. And now tied for fourth place with three votes each. Prometheus, Hermes, and Luke. Oh, I guess tied for third place because there's also a tie for second place, which is Chiron with five and Rick Riordan himself with five. 
on my favorite book like what it's like really spread out through the book too it is like it didn't all happen one week it's like five different episodes with one vote this is like a personal insult like why did we all get so mad at rick during my favorite book we just didn't agree with things (laughs) i think it was over how he handled selena and clarice oh okay Valid. The biggest loser, another person barely in this book, Zeus Period. with seven. That's okay. He sucks. And we're all fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. The final totals for offerings. Who did great in the last Olympian? Tied with one offering each, we have Ricky Boy himself, Rick Riordan. Ricky Boy. <laughs> Paul, Hestia, Michael Yu, Pandora, Pandora, also not in this book, <laughs> Athena, Paul's Prius, Demeter, Mrs. O'Leary, Megastellan, Hermes, and Coach Hedge, who is <laughs> briefly mentioned, <laughs> with two points, Beckendorf, Clarice, Talia, and Annabeth. Annabeth, very low this book. Yeah. With two and a half, Selena. Okay. With three points each, Nico and Blackjack. Tied for fourth place, Sally and Ethan with 3.5 votes. So many half votes this <laughs> this it book. It's like all me. It's all Ava. Uh-huh. I can't make the decision. Grover in third with four points. Rachel in second with six. And for the first time ever, Percy has won a book. Oh, that's my boy. This is so exciting. With eight, with a whopping eight points. Come on, guys. What that's else could this crazy. have worked out? Right? This is his book. How else could this have worked out? He has literally trained for this moment. You're right. You're right. You are and, right. And we're proud of him. I totally thought Rachel would have gotten the most. That's so wild. Wow. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> All right. We're going to go the same direction for the total series. We're going to start on a negative and end on a positive because yeah. I want to to end it all on, on a positive. Yeah. Who are our final... Vote off the islands for all of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Just so people know, we're going to wrap up this total for the series here and start fresh for Mm. Heroes of Olympus because the spreadsheet would be so big. (laughs) But who, who do we need to vote off the island one last time from this series? Mine is Tantalus. We only saw him in one book, but I hated him. Um, and we never see him again. So I just like while while I can, I just want to remind everyone how awful he was. I'm picking Zeus because all of the issues at the end boil down to him. Of every book, like every book, every single one. <laughs> You can boil it down to that Zeus caused this problem. Like the lightning thief, it's really his fault. See yep. it, monsters? It, like Tally is a big moment in that. Like her tree dying, save your daughter's tree. Like every, there, I could, every single book, he is an issue. And the overarching great prophecy is also his fault because of the fact that he ignored minor gods and stuff. And yeah, him, he is always the issue. So. I was also going to pick Zeus. I love it. Great minds think alike. Yep. All right. And that means I have a final total for the the whole series. Only the past four seasons of this show, though, because we did not vote people off the first season. So we, we, we missed the lightning thief. So I think we would have had a different winner if we had the lightning thief. I think someone else would have won. But... 
I think our findings are still important. I'm not going to read everyone who got one vote because we'd be here forever, but I am going to read some highlights. Um, we have a special note at the bottom of Argus with no actual votes. Ava just said no is what I have written here. <laughs> wow. Zoe Nightshade has 0.5 of a vote off. So I would like to, to acknowledge that and move forward. Too much. <laughs> Ava and Neve both have one vote. Period. Um, this, this is just highlights of the one votes. The patriarchy. Yeah. Um, Lando, I don't know who that is. Guards who brought the wrong teeth and guards who brought the right teeth. <laughs> Helicopters. <laughs> the mean bear. What? Uh, the screenwriters. Everyone but Clarice. <laughs> Perdix, the little child who was in one chapter who died. Yeah. That was you, Brayden. I remember that. And the patriarchy. Very nice. With in our two votes section, I'm the only one of us who made it to two votes. Ah, yes. We also have Poseidon, Ethan Nakamura, Michael Yu, Hades, Linnaeus, Kronos only has two votes off for it this entire so series. Too easy. Like, it's so simple. Annabeth's dad. Period. Dionysus. Malcolm and Dr. Thorne. Mm, fuck that guy. With yeah. two and a half, the Stoll brothers. Prometheus with three, Hermes with three, and the Council of Cloven Elders with three. So I think we can technically give Linnaeus five. <laughs> yeah. Minos, Ares, and Polythemus all tied with four. Hmm. And here is our top ten. I guess top nine, because Ares, Polythemus, and Minos are all tied for number ten. In ninth place, technically. <laughs> Lots of technicalities. We have, with five votes, Kelly, who's Period. probably in Period. three chapters. It doesn't, she deserves it. She mm-hmm. deserves it. With six votes, we have Garion and Annabeth for s- <laughs> seventh and eighth. I was thinking it's like kind of crazy that Annabeth is in like all five books and so made it to her level when she racked them all up during Sea of Monsters. Yeah, Yeah. she was really slightly Cyclops racist during that book. It was really annoying. Yeah. A lucky bastard only at sixth place is Chiron with seven points. XOXO, that was me. In fifth place, we have Tantalus with eight. Only Mm -hmm. one book. He was a monster, though. In fourth place, we have the man who made it all happen, Rick Riordan, with nine votes off. Oh, my God. That's lower than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being really honest. In third place, very lucky because he was not in third place until we we gave our final offerings out. Percy Jackson with 12.5 votes off the island. This is so good. <laughs> I keep thinking it's votes for good. And no. I don't deserve five. that many. <laughs> in second place. The man who made it all happen in a different way, in a bad way, with 13 points, we have Zeus. Period. And our winner... Ava looks so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) 
some may call him the hero, some may call him the villain of this entire series. With 14 whopping points, we have Luke Castellan. Oh. Seriously? Yeah. That's really surprising. That feels wrong. <laughs> he just got like... Right, a... he's a bad person, but I I am surprised. He just got like a little bit each season. It's the consistency. Yeah. It is the consistency. You're correct. He got more votes off before he was like full evil, which I think is funny. No, that's legit because then it's not a cop out. Yeah. Like when you couldn't blame it on Kronos, he was just genuinely being shitty, you know? Exactly. So he is the biggest loser. Yay. I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I we opened this podcast being like, we are not Luke apologists. And we really, we really saw that through. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I actually, like, have not changed my mind on that. <laughs> Thought there was potential. No. No, he just. We're shitty. good. Yeah. <sighs> All right. This is the real moment that we've been waiting for. Before I read off the total series offerings, let's all pick one last person to give some offerings for. Mine, I will go first. Mine is Tyson because I did not expect for Tyson to bring me as much joy throughout the series as he has. Um, He has just been a positive character and a positive influence on this book series and reading a bunch of these chapters honestly some of these lines that Tyson says have made my day some days and so I would like to thank Tyson for both being a positive influence to the characters around him and for being a character who made me smile rereading these books. And I, I thank you, Tyson. Oh, that was really sweet. I think that before I say this, let me just say to dispel all of your predictions, it's not Zoe. Okay. But I think that we as a group have come very far in our opinions of one particular character. And I think that retracing his, her, or their arc, because I'm not about to give away any spoilers, through these books, rereading it has been fascinating and I've always really been a fan of this character but it has made me appreciate them even more and I just think that they are one of the real and underappreciated MVPs and that is Clarice yay oh I just love her so much (laughs) (laughs) okay so I, I was going to initially give it to Percy because we know I've always been the one who's like, give an offering to Percy because yeah. I love him. Um, and also, like, he was a straight up loser. And now this is the first book. I think, I guess, Battle of Labyrinth is the first book that we're like, oh, he's not a loser anymore. <laughs> so I'll give a quick thing to Percy being like, great job not being a loser. <laughs> like, you really did great on that one. But I think I'm going to have to. Honorable mention. It. Honorable mention for Percy for not being a loser anymore. I'm literally considering it doing half and half because his journey from loser to not loser was truly crazy. But I think I'm going to, no, I'm going to give it the entire thing to Annabeth because Miss Wise Girl herself, I love her so much. <laughs> she was such a good character. Like it, it was just nice to reaffirm that she is, was such a good character with like so many complexities and such a good arc throughout the story and the entire series. I love her. So she is the blueprint. She is the blueprint. For little Miss Teacher's friends. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would also like to give an honorable mention to Nico. Just because, like... He's going to get his moment in the next books, though. I know. Like, I was. That's why I didn't give it to him. Because, like, he has such 
more to do in the next series. So if we're giving honorable mentions, I'll give mine to Grover. Mm. Grover Stan podcast. Grover Stan podcast. He's got to at least be second. Oh yeah. Second or first. We, we will, we are about to give a rundown (laughs) of all of the offerings from this entire series, season one to season five. I'm going to do the same thing with the number ones. I'm just going to give the highlights. Right. Uh, we have Gleason Hedge. Not in this, not here. We have three actors, four actors, actually. Uh, Jake Abel, Rosario Dawson, Brandon T. Jackson, and our favorite actor of all time, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> with two points each we have charles beckendorf hermes briaris juniper aries somehow i like him i wonder where those came from me (laughs) (laughs) but like what in the in the first book yeah he did very bad in that book he's badass (laughs) i'm weak paul blowfish oh and luke okay we also gave luke two the first season so right i guess i can let the aries one slide with two and a half points we have selena bogard with three, we have Calypso. Hmm. With three and a half, Ethan Nakamura. That can't be right. Because it's not. He is missing mean? points. I did uh, that. I did the math points. He has more points than that. Or no, never mind. I did that wrong. I was looking at the wrong row. Okay, with three and a half points, Ethan Akamara. Continue. <laughs> with four points, Bianca D'Angelo. Tied with five, our favorite animal friends, Blackjack and Mrs. O'Leary. I cannot believe Blackjack has five offerings. Blackjack is Bianca great. Bianca D'Angelo and Charles Beckendorf, two people who are dead. But they're only in one book. Blackjack is everything to me. Somehow, with 6.5 points, Chiron. Exo. But, <laughs> on. He deserves a, a 6.5 is a good number. But he has not broken into the top 10. Because here comes our top 10, which has some things very close together and some things very far apart. With seven points, Talia Grace. Yes. In ninth place, with 8.95 points. I know who this is. Zoe Nightshade. Yup. <laughs> I remember doing that. <laughs> oh. With In eighth place, with nine points, we have we have Rachel Elizabeth there. Period. In seventh place, with 9.5 points, we have Sally Jackson. As she yes. should. Sixth place, with 11.5 points, Nico D'Angelo. Oh, most powerful. Yeah. And our top five. Ooh. In fifth place, with 12 points, Clarice LaRue. Yeah! <laughs> In fourth place, with 18 points, we have Tyson. Yeah. All the way, way higher than we ever expected him to be, <laughs> with 19 points, Percy Jackson. Yes! <laughs> In second place, with 
0.05 points. <laughs> Annabeth Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Which means in first place with go. a whopping 27 <laughs> points. <laughs> Grover, Grover Underwood. Yes. We love he him should, so much. As he absolutely should. Grover has more points than we have given out in some seasons. <laughs> as he absolutely should. He is he has a seven point lead on second place. And I get it. The power okay. he holds. The power he holds. The power he holds. <laughs> and that's it. Those are are where we're at with our characters after five books and us talking about them. What I want us to all go around and say one lesson we learned from this book series. I'll go. I thought of mine. The lesson that I learned from Percy Jackson, the Olympians is that sometimes your fatal flaw is also your greatest strength. I love wow. <laughs> what childlike wonder in that wow. No, that was really oh, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um I guess mine uh we'll see if I phrase it as eloquently as you did. Um if there is someone in your life who makes you feel like they control you with their negativity, um, there is always someone else that you can. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's restart. Oh, that was <laughs> it's the same people as before. So call me back in an hour. It hasn't been an hour. Wait, it has, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> let's 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 do that again. Um, there will always be people who can mean more to you than the harm inflicted by others. I like that. It's a little simple, but I think I'm going to go with there's always two sides to every story. Hmm, I like that. I like all of these so much. Yeah. Oh. And what is one thing we're excited for for Heroes of Olympus? All the new characters. Yeah. As, as much as Lost Hero is like, but like there, it introduces all these new faces that are all so interesting. So. And maybe maybe we'll reread Lost Hero and be like, wow, this was actually good. Because there are certain books like like Sea of Monsters that I feel like reading them by myself, I just didn't realize how much was in them until I had to talk about it. You right. know? So I'm hoping that happens with The Lost Hero. I agree. I'm excited to break it down slowly. Just so our listeners know, here is here's the plan. The plan moving forward. Once I pull up the plan moving forward. Okay. We open the plan. The next two weeks, we will, so we will be doing our our movie episode next week. Where we'll be watching Clash of the Titans. I know I've gone back and forth on that, but we're watching Clash of the Titans because they just added it to HBO Max. So that is what we will be doing. Then we have a bonus episode uh, coming out before we jump into The Lost Hero. The plan with The Lost Hero is and Heroes of Olympus is going to be less linear than... Uh, it, actually, it's still linear. We're going in chronological yeah. order. <laughs> We're not skipping around now. <laughs> so. It's, it's going to be less even than uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, our goal is to 
not make you read any more than like 40 to 50 at most pages a week. So kind of four chapters a week, but not quite also. <laughs> We we will tell long folks. We need to get through them. <laughs> like these books are so long. I we have cut it down to the our to thirteen episodes, which is about which is closer to our our normal length of a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we will we will let you know what chapters we're reading ahead of time. For the most of it, for most of the book, we we'll be going four chapters at a time. But we're just gonna start with the first two chapters to ease into it yeah and that and other than that we'll be sticking to our normal normal format alrighty folks that is all for this week that is all for the last Olympian and that is all for Percy Jackson and the Olympians oh, oh my god, god. that's crazy <laughs> uh, join us next week where we will be watching Clash of the Titans <laughs> a notoriously follow- bad movie <laughs> make sure to follow us on all of our social media we're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters and we also have a website returntocamp.com we have a Redbubble store and a coffee account so find us all of those places it's all in the show notes <laughs> We'll see you next week. Thank you for sticking out this long with us. Yeah, please. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>